Welcome to a new episode of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. In this podcast, we will be focusing on a key attribute around passion and fun and how passion and fun will ignite something extra special in your teams. So the two key questions we want to address today is one, why is passion and fun that extra special something? And two, how can we develop passion and fun within our teams? So let's get going. So I think all of us have heard this word passion and fun, obviously. And we generally want to be able to have both. And I think there is basically two key differences. One, passion comes from an alignment of your core values and your purpose with the organization or the company or what you're doing. Whereas fun is all about enjoying that whole process. Right, We can have fun while we're doing something that we're passionate about, or just enjoying the process. So when we have passion and fun together, it's something that is obviously very demonstrable and it's something that people can see and experience. So some of the examples of how passion and fun comes out or how it looks like is when you have a group of people that is clearly very motivated in what they do. They enjoy what they do. They don't mind putting in the long hours to do the hard work. Um, and they just you just sense a great amount of buzz and energy that is around them. And obviously, there's lots of creativity and innovation that takes place. So when you're passionate about doing something, you really don't think that it's work. And I think we have lots of examples that we can go through later on in terms of what that would look like. What are your thoughts around this, Elle? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Lisa. I do believe that passion and fun go hand in hand and to set a personal experience I I would like practically to tell a little bit of my story because the way I look at passion there are two ways number one is a state of being and number two is the state of living so what exactly do I mean by that a state of being is really about uh, passionate about a specific subject or interest for instance I love tennis right so when I first started tennis, before I started playing tennis, I would watch all these amazing tennis players play the games and then the interest, my interest got stimulated and then I tried to take lessons. At first, I learned by myself. And what I have observed during this period is really that regardless what time of the day, I just enjoy playing tennis because I was passionate about that particular interest, right? Mm. So I, keep, I kept on training by myself sometimes I played with the green board or the green wall right which is practically hitting alone and trying to learn the strokes of tennis so and and as I go along then I watch more videos and then I started looking for friends who also love tennis and then I started creating groups who are passionate about tennis and we play together in a group and the same thing happened when I started liking golf so this is the part where it is about the state of being but if you talk about state of living you know if someone is super duper passionate about a certain interest it can become a career this is what we see in Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer you know they basically live and breathe tennis which is their passion but as far as I'm concerned I still love tennis until today whenever my friends invite me I'll go play right but as far as career is concerned of course I do a lot of other stuff so the example as far as this um, state of being from my perspective is really about enjoying that 
passion and I have many passions from that perspective, depending on what I like and I enjoy doing. And that stays for a long time. I get their skills until today. Whereas there are people who are basically making their career. So that's the state of living, right? So, and either way you do it, it's all fun, right? So that's what I meant by passion and fun. Do go in hand in hand. I believe mm. in that. And the other factor is really about in a teamwork at the workplace, right? And I see this, I'm sure Lisa, you remember when I first joined Microsoft, the year was 1995. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> right next to me, a few weeks later. <laughs> yes. And I was wondering why is everybody so excited working, right? Nobody wanted to leave. And they just got so much energy among the team members, you know, with people keep on tinkering and experimenting new things, the way of doing stuff. So that's what passion in the workplace is all about. And what I have observed is there are three key attributes that typically show up in any people who are passionate about what they do. Those three items are commitment to a purpose or a subject of interest. If you are in a state of living, you are a commitment to a purpose, but in a, in a state of being, it's a commitment to a subject or an interest, right? Mm. And then there is, it is about um, connection. Then you try to basically make friends, find friends who really love doing the same thing so that you can learn a lot more about your specific interest, right? And then all along, you are always curious about making things better in that specific interest. For instance, as far as tennis is concerned, how do I make a better backhand stroke, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Like for instance, for golf, how do I get out of the bunker better, right? So you're going to try new shots. You're going to talk with your friends. So there's always curiosity, commitment, and connections all entangled together for passionate people. And that's how they basically grow in a very positive manner. So talking about this, Lisa, what do you think are the benefits of passion and fun mm-hmm. um, in the workplace, you reckon? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Sal. I think your example in terms of whether it's in the terms of sports like tennis or golf or in the workplace, it definitely yeah. requires passion for of any level in order for you to persevere so that you can actually mm-hmm. learn something. Yeah. Um, and I think golf is a perfect example of passion because <laughs> it's not fun when you're not playing well. <laughs> I know. That happened to me last week. <laughs> So if you're not passionate about the game, you're not going to continue to persist hole by hole. And after losing like, you know, 10 balls in the process, you would have given up, right? But it definitely requires uh, passion to do it. (laughs) And if you just happen to have a great shot or a great hole, then that's where the fun is. And I think it's a good way for us to also differentiate that we don't necessarily need to have fun in Mm -hmm. everything or every time we do something even though it's yeah. an area that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so passion is definitely the core uh, attribute to have first. And then fun, basically, you can have fun in different manners, right? You can have fun depending on what the environment is like. Like um, you could have fun working in a nice workplace with great people to hang around with. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're passionate in what you're doing. So yeah. I think it's important for us to also realize that uh, passion drives commitment, where else fun is just something that is a great thing to have along the way because that makes it obviously a more enjoyable process. So like what you've mentioned, I agree that the, the key benefits of uh, passionate and being passionate and having fun in the workplace 
lies in, like what I said earlier, one of the key benefits is commitment. You'll end up having a very a great sense of commitment and loyalty in your group, as well as within the organization. And like you mentioned, uh, the great example in Microsoft, one of the things when you're passionate about something is the fact that you're committed in doing whatever the project is or whatever um, your role is. But more importantly, you actually don't mind the hard work. Like what you mentioned, when we joined in 1995, a significant event took place, and that was the launch <laughs> of Windows 95. All right. And with any product launches, one of the key <laughs> things that people don't tell you is that you don't go to sleep. <laughs> right? You actually have to work pretty hard and you don't sleep, right? Yeah, but the amazing yeah. thing is you had a group of crazy people like you who also didn't <laughs> mind not going to sleep and you enjoyed that process. And so that is one example of how commitment comes through when you're passionate about something. Yeah. And like you've also mentioned, the second key benefit is around continuous improvement. When you're passionate about something, you really want to learn more about that something. And that's how you grow in terms of discipline or skills. And, you know, just like your example with golf or tennis, or even in any uh, activities that you do, the more you practice it, the more you learn new things, the more you innovate, the more you problem solve, that's how you're going to grow. And that's how you build competencies and skill. And, you know, as far as an organization is concerned, that is essentially where you develop the growth culture of any, of any team. And, you know, it's a cycle, right? When people see other people having fun and learning new things and growing in that process, um, it's sort of like a herd mentality where people will also be curious, others will be curious, and that process grows. And obviously, last but not least, a very important benefit of um, having fun and passion in the workplace is the fact that your results and success will come through. And it's not just the absolute amount, the absolute number that you achieve, but it's how you go about achieving it. Like what I mentioned in terms of Windows 95 launch. So we had lots of people coming. We had great product sales. But I think more importantly, as a group, it built a certain amount of teamwork and trust within the people within the organization that is something that is really hard to describe and hard to break. I would say that even until today, whoever that was part of the Windows 95 launch, we're still pretty close. And I think that's an example of how if we are in the trenches together, having fun and being passionate about a certain cause, it's something that leaves a very long-lasting impression and a very positive experience for everyone. What about you, Sal? What do you think are some of the benefits of uh, passion and fun in the workplace? Yeah, following the cue that you have just mentioned, I really enjoyed this moment during the Windows 95 launch. And it's quite interesting because Windows, right? The power of operating system those days and at that time also this, this Netscape, internet, Netscape um, browser, mm. the images of internet. So that period was very, very interesting and Maybe we should do another session on that one. <laughs> but I think the critical point that we're trying to stress here is really the spirit of passion and fun. And yes, we put in a lot of hours. We did not sleep for a few days and we <laughs> had fun, you know, and people are passionate and they know exactly what needed to be done based on their roles, right? Yep. So I think that was really a great experience for myself from developmental growth perspective. And uh, on top of that, what I would like to add is really, of course, the two key things that 
uh, the key benefits out of fashion and fun are definitely number one, high performing team, and number two, the learning process. Because you imagine you have a group of people who are fully committed to a purpose or a subject of interest, who are always curious and trying to innovate, trying to make things better, and always making connections to benchmark themselves and get to know others who are basically uh, have better skills, you know, so that they can learn better. So if you have a group of people with this kind of spirit, I mean, you are you must be a very lucky manager, right? Yep. Because what you're going to get out of this is really a very high-performing team, people who will continually learn in any, in any aspect, in any way that they can, and they will tinker and experiment. They will think out of the box any, any specific attributes that would basically bring you really to bring you forward as far as uh, your vision is concerned. So uh, I'm pretty much in line with the benefits that you mentioned, Lisa. And, mm-hmm. and this, the, to sum it up, it's really about having a high-performing teams and continuous learning in the organization. And I think it's about a nice time to kind of switch gear a bit. It's really about development, right? So now mm-hmm. that we know, passion and fun go hand in hand. And it's very important for us to have a team yep. you know, who are passionate and having fun while doing what they do. So how do we, we develop such skills or passion in them uh, to make sure that they have fun doing their job? What do you mm. think on that respect? Yeah, that's a great question, Sal. And I think that's a, a million dollar question in most, in some cases, right? <laughs> and I think the, the starting point in all of this, it obviously right. has to be who we hire and how we hire and what do right. we hire for? Yes. I think one of the things that Microsoft did really well then is the fact that not just, the, not just for the fact the interview process was very long, but it's the fact that a lot of the questions were centered around, you know, what are your goals? What are your values? What are your purpose? And so when we are able to find people who are aligned mm-hmm. with um, the same set of uh, core values, goals that they want to accomplish, as well as purpose, with the organization's set of goals, purposes, and, and values, that is the first hurdle that we have to overcome. When we get the people that is correct, when we hire the right types of people, the subsequent steps, I think it's more of how we then support and encourage the growth to take place. So as an example, in any group, it's about making sure that everyone has a common set of goals, common set of uh, core attributes that we are looking for. And then it's about how do we share that? So I'm sure we remember that in Microsoft, we used to talk about you know, having a core values of Microsoft as an organization, one of which yes. is the famous uh, open and uh, respectful. respectful yeah. I, think it was, I think it was called open and honest to begin with, and then respectful came, came in later. But, you know, that was part of it, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of it is about growth and challenges. How do we overcome them and commitment? And so once right. people have that same set of vision and purpose, you're able to then bring out the rest of it through Things like how do you then build trust within your teams? And trust is a topic that we talked about um, in a couple of episodes before this. And a lot of that then has to do with how do you work together? How do you have an environment that can support um, an environment where we talk about creativity and innovation? So one of the things that I think as all managers that we strive to do is to empower our people, right? Give them a sense of ownership in terms of what they did. So once again, a good example of uh, working in Microsoft is the fact that 
you know, when I was a product manager, we were given empowered, we were empowered to do what we think was best for our respective business or for our respective products. And with that sense of empowerment, you basically have a lot of ownership in terms of what you do. And with that sense of ownership, it then brings about your own level of commitment in terms of achieving it. And one of the things that they did great back then is that the support structure was such that you were given the freedom to decide what it is that you want to do within the confines of a budget, as an example, or goals that you wanted to accomplish, as well as how you would work with different teams. Mm -hmm. And one of the aspects in terms of when you have fun is the ability for you to work with other people. And if you're able to do that, working with other people is actually very fun. Like I remember yes. working with you know certain people that is even more fun <laughs> than others, right? <laughs> and you enjoy doing it. And when you enjoy working with you know different groups and different people, it brings out another level of commitment, right? It brings yeah. out another yeah. level of trust and loyalty. And when you get the results, and if you slowly get more and more results and positive results, obviously, yeah. you know that that whole cycle continues, right? And it's. It's something that I think is not measurable, but it's definitely very significant and you definitely will feel it as part of the team. And another key aspect of growth is around feedback. Like I said earlier, one of the core values in Microsoft is open and respectful and feedback was part of that process. And the reality is we all need to learn. And the only way we can learn and continue to grow is through feedback from others. Now, I will say that one of the other things that we put into that is uh, the mentor-mentee program as well as coaching programs. And I think that really mm. helps in terms of the open feedback culture and the ability for us to help one another to basically grow, not just in our roles or in our skill sets, but also just as a group and as a team, as individuals working together. So what do you think, Sel? Do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, that's a really great description of building a DNA in a company. Yeah? I mean, there. A company has to do a lot to create the right DNA for their employees to flourish. And in the examples that you mentioned, of course, aligning vision, purpose, a shared goal, and trusting each other, those are definitely critical elements. Hiring right is numero uno. Yeah, <laughs> Number one, you need to hire the right people. I remember the process that we went through, you know, unless you find the right person, do not hire, even That's though right. that even though that position may be vacant for a long time. <laughs> because the importance of hiring right is really something that's, you know, every uh, leader in Microsoft um, basically fight for it, yeah? And I think that culture kind of really trickled down to other employees. And I like the fact that you mentioned open and respectful. That's something that is really... Uh, something that I really adhere to and I even believe that so strongly even until today, right? So when you think through it, what open and respectful mean, it really gives you a ticket to be very open with your, what you think of, you know, or giving feedback from that matter. While practicing that, you know, you, you respect each other and it's really about just improvement from that perspective. Yeah, so hiring right and everything that you said, I totally agree with that, Lisa. And in addition to that, I think um, going back to what I mentioned just now about state of being and state of living. So what we observe in a workplace, typically passion uh, falls within the state of being. The reason why I said mm -hmm. that, because, you know, if you go through your personal story or your personal experience, 
when we talk about career and growth, uh, after a few years, sometimes we get tired of doing the same thing, right? So you're going to look for another role, for instance, because you want to try new skills in new areas. So it is always about subject matter of interest, uh, which falls within, from my, pers- this is my personal point of view, yeah? Mm. From my personal point of view, that's a state of being. And as an organization, other than all the values, all the DNA that you have mentioned just now, Lisa, another critical point that I think an organization needs to be looking at is really the intervention. Because if you have from your one-on-one session with an employee, for instance, and you kind of sense that, you know, this person needs a change, maybe she or he is kind of tired of the role after a while, after she has given her all and everything. So it is your role as a manager to be very proactive about that and explore what are the potential new passion that she could potentially have, right? So then you go back to the simple formula that I talked to you about just now, which is number one is commitment. Number two is curiosity to learn new things. And number three is connection. So try to figure out, is she lacking commitment to the purpose that she has been um, living with for the past five years, for instance, and she wants a new thing, right? Or is it about connection because there's not enough collaboration among team members? Is it because of the design of the workplace? How do you then encourage that kind of um, trying to make to make people connect better among among your your employees, for instance? Do you need to change a few things in terms of setup? And then that the the third thing is about curiosity to learn new things. Hmm. Is she or he at the stage of of plateau that he or she feels that, oh, I'm not learning anything new anymore within this role, right? So I need something fresh. So then as a manager, if you sense any of any missing link among of these three key simple formula, there may be a lot more, but I I would just summarize, let's look at these three, right? And do it right. Yeah. So, So is it commitment? Is it curiosity? Is it connection? What is it? So mm. if you sense the missing link in any one of this, then fix that one, yeah? Yep. And then try to make it um, constructively uh, a healthy discussions on what's this, what's in it for, for your employee and try to build it together. So I think that's another key developmental aspect, which is pretty much um, targeted, one-on-one yep. kind of stuff, in addition to whatever that you are building around as a DNA for your organization. Mm. So... I think we saw that may add value to a certain extent from my point of view. So what do you think at this juncture? Is there anything else that you want to add? No, I think you've, uh, you've done an excellent uh, job in terms of covering what is required when it comes to developing individuals, uh, especially around areas where you think that you've seen their peak performance and now they are plateauing yeah. and how do we yeah. identify that and how do you bring them back up again? So I think that's yeah. great. Um, I think just to summarize what we have covered in this particular episode is uh, two key aspects, which is around passion and fun. And, but the key thing here that um, I think we want everyone to take away is that passion, like what sells is said is a state of being is you you had the fact that you have to be very clear on what is your purpose, what are your core values and what is your goals and who you are in essence is about who you are or and then it's about then what do you then do? And so the other aspect then is when it comes to um, getting the right people in the team is very important. 
So you got to hire correctly, hire people that are aligned in terms of your purpose, core values and goals. And then it's about how do you develop them? And like what Sal had mentioned earlier, it's about spotting the individual at where they are at and then basically encouraging or opening up different roles and opportunities where they can then learn and grow and ignite their sense of passion and fun through that whole process again. And I guess the last bit is about um, all of us want to have fun in terms of what we do. And a lot of it has to do with not just, you know, the work that we do, but also the the people that we're, we're doing with the community that we're in. And how do we then help one another as a community to develop and continuously improve? And whether that's through open feedback or whether that's through mentorship, whether that's through coaching or just having um, the right collaborative efforts that you want to do together that has shared goals and purposes. So in all of this, I, you know, I, we believe that one of the key things for any teams to be successful is really to have that inner sense of passion and fun. And a lot of it, is something that is intuitive. It's not something that, you know, you can actually teach someone step-by-step step to do. It's something that comes. and it, But it's a journey that I think all of us that have gone through it will say that this is the best thing ever or this is the best time that we've ever had in any organization or the best work that we've ever done is when we have passion and fun hand in hand. Once again, if you enjoy this uh, podcast and this type of uh, format, please like, subscribe and share with your friends. And don't forget, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.